Welcome to Team Building Cultures, the podcast designed to deliver tools and tips for improving team communication, collaboration, and fostering a culture where teams thrive. Now, here's your host, Beverly Hathorne, owner of Strategic HR Consultants. Hello, all, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Team Building Cultures. Today, I'll be speaking with Mr. Rahul Sharma, a very distinguished gentleman. Uh, Rahul is a true leader and a source of inspiration for people all over the world. With his profound wisdom, he has transformed countless lives as an author, speaker, and a coach. Guided by his father's words, where there's a will, there's a way. And Rahul, I think your father may have known my grandmother, but (laughs) where there's a will, there's a way. Rahul empowers individuals to overcome challenges and achieve greatness. His impressive educational background includes an MBA in human resources and a master's degree in organizational development. He helps us exemplify growth drawing from his expertise in organizational dynamics rahul helps people and teams unlock their full potential through his remarkable books like habits for miracles and the best selling be action oriented he shares invaluable insights for building remarkable careers currently residing in ashburn virginia rahul finds joy in spending quality time with his family engaging in the game Sudoku and swimming. Get ready to be inspired and embark on a journey of self-discovery with Rahul. Rahul is going to talk to us today about the power of small habits. He's going to help us uncover the potential of habits for miracles, the framework he's developed to elevate productivity, focus, and overall focus. And he's going to help us embrace the mindset of lifelong learning. Sounds like an awesome opportunity for us to learn and grow, Rahul. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Beverly, for a kind introduction. And yes, I'm very excited to share my learnings because I do believe that uh, uh, it's a ripple effect. Sharing of learning is a ripple effect. I share with one, that person shares with another, and that is how we make the world a better place. That is so true. Each one teach one. Yeah, that's awesome. I really love that. Yeah. So let me just jump in with my first question, Rahul. And just um, can you just give us a little bit of background? Uh, Tell us a little bit more about yourself. I know that you've been all over the world. Tell us some of the countries you've been to and some of the things you've done. Sure. So I'm originally from India, uh, in states from last 20, uh, 21 years. And uh, for travel, uh, for leisure purpose, I have been to uh, 15 to 18 countries. But from a work perspective, uh, been to uh, Philippines, uh, Dubai, as well as uh, India and US. And uh, what I have done uh over these last 20 years beverly is i have inspired people to take action that is what i have done uh, i have not given them any recipe do this do that but i was able to inspire them i was able to help them in uncover their own challenges i have was able to help them in identifying their 
their next steps. And that is why today um, I, I, I can firmly say that everything that we are dealing with is all in our mind. Our mind is the power that can do, make us do the best of the best. So that is what I am focusing on, the power of our mind. Yeah, I can I, I can totally agree with you on that and understand what you're saying. Sometimes we just get in our own way. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes the only obstacle is our uh, perceived limitations. And when we have someone like yourself to help us gain clarity, then we can move forward because a lot of times it's just, you know, it's just you that's preventing your growth and your development and your forward um, movement. So that's really great that you can help us with that. So today, um, I want to ask you, my first question is, how can individuals cultivate a positive mindset and create more joy and fulfillment in their lives? How, how can we do that? Sure. Uh, first thing I would say, it's not easy. Uh, it requires a lot of efforts, but we can make it easy. Uh, for example, when we get up, uh, when we put an alarm to get up in the morning, how many of us we put the alarm on snooze versus getting up at the time when we are supposed to? Nothing wrong whether you are getting up or getting putting it on snooze, but you are giving a message to your mind. It's okay to take that extra 15 minutes sleep. And it is okay. No, no problem. But think about it, what you did to your mind. The first thing the mind is getting a, a more of a, a negative connotation from us instead of being positive. And that really plays in our mind. So first thing, in my opinion, we need to create a culture of practicing gratitude. Most of us, we take things for granted. Uh, we are always uh, having a self-pity mode. We are always looking for things that we don't have. And not all of us, we pray to Almighty for the things that he has given to us. Be thankful to the people who are around you. Be thankful to the people who are uh, you know, with you, who are supporting you. So that would be my first approach. In order for us to practice that positive mindset, we should practice gratitude. My second uh, input would be to, in order to cultivate our mindset would be have an attitude, have that service-oriented attitude. Help others. Practice kindness. And by helping others, I'm not saying, you know, you, you transfer money from your bank account or I'm not saying, you know, you give time to them. Yes, all those things will happen or will matter. But as simple as, you know, holding someone's holding an elevator door for someone, holding a door on a shopping mall. Uh, if you know something that, you know, some of your family members or some of your co-workers will, uh, will have a positive uh, uh, output, share with them. So helping others, practicing kindness, that is another aspect that would uh, help you in building your positive mindset. Last but not the least, build a team of people or build 
a positive inner circle. The people with whom you are spending a lot of time, they should be the one who are giving you positivity. They are feeding you uh, the, the positive aspect. And, and I think we as individuals, we need to take that conscious effort to read the positive literature, to, to be surrounded with positive people. So if we want to in, in, inculcate that positive mindset, these are the three things. I mean, there are many, uh, but you know, these are the three things that I would highlight. Number one, practice gratitude. Be thankful to what you have. Uh, help others and, and uh, be an act of, of kindness, uh, whether, you know, either in the traffic or whether you're in a mall or for that matter, sharing a book that you like. You know, you have read a book and that has impacted you, how you can give it to others so that they can also get the benefit. And last but not the least, have a, a inner circle of people who are positive, who are giving you a load of happiness rather than extracting happiness, ex extracting things from you. They are the ones who are giving you. So those are the three things I would say, Beverly. Uh, Wonderful. I really love all three of those. Um, I'll just comment very briefly on what you said, the first one about how when your alarm goes off, you know, what do you do? Do you uh, jump out of bed expecting wonderful things to happen? Or do you, you know, just kind of say, I don't want to go. That's kind of what you're doing when you turn off your alarm. You're just saying, I just, I don't want to do it. You know, and unfortunately, I can relate to that because though I am retired now and I own my own business, when I was in corporate America, um, particularly my last, um, <laughs> my last position, I hit that alarm all the time. And um I, previous to that, I didn't even wake up with an alarm. But when I moved to that last position that I had, I just didn't want to go. I just, you know, I'm, and that's what my mind, that's what I said to my mind. I would say, oh, God, I just really don't want to do this. Oh, it's just not, you know, so I just, I started my day with negativity and I kind of moved throughout the day with that ne negativity. Part of that was because of the culture of my organization. And part of that was just because of how I perceived um, mm. my job. Uh, but I do like also what you said about building an inner circle of positivity because positivity and negative negativity both are contagious. You know, you can spread that. So when you have negative people around you, mm -hmm. They'll, they'll kind of draw you down and actually intercept your thinking. They'll, you know, kind of put a block in your thinking. So, but when you do good things for people, it makes you feel good. So, you know, being of service, I can see how all three of those would help us to build a positive mindset. So can you um, give us some common habits that are associated with, um, well-being, like, you know, like the three that you just told us, but what are some of the habits that we practice throughout our day that um, affect our well-being? So uh, I would uh, talk about the three habits, which are part of my uh, book, Habits uh, for Miracles. And uh, the first one is about mind talk, talking to your mind. And uh, mind talk is nothing but when you talk about you, to you, that is what I define as a mind talk. 
And it plays a very, very important role uh, in our life and particularly in my life that has really changed the way I used to think. Uh, so if we can practice um, the, the mind talk approach, that would be very, very beneficial for us. Uh, number two, I would say, would be listening. And uh, here I would, I'm putting emphasis on listening to self. Um, yes, listening to others is also important, but primarily I'm talking about listening to ourselves, what your heart is saying, um, what are you thinking about yourself? Uh, in this world of uh, so many noises, sometimes we, we forget to listen to our own self and we just get into that, uh, uh, that uh, motion of just doing things the way it's been told to us without thinking, without uh, making how, uh, without making an impact. We just do things. And uh, the third thing I would say, or third habit, uh, Beverly, would be uh, analyzation. Lot of us, we really don't know who we are. So it's so important for us to know what are our strengths? What are our areas of improvement? What are our sweet spot? so that we can make a positive impact, we can make an impact. I think it's not about just doing a job. It's not about just uh, working uh, as a parent to support your kids. It's more about how significant you are, whether you are part of a team uh, in, your, uh, in your work, whether in your sports or at home, how are you significant? And you can be significant when you know about your own self, you play towards your strength, you work on your areas of improvement, and you really know what are your sweet spot. Why it is important? Because when you know that you have a task which is not of your expertise, it should trigger you that, hey, this is the place where I need to go and ask these four words. I need your help. Don't ask for help because you want to be weak. Ask for help because you want to be stronger. So these are the three habits that will allow us to, to get better. Mind talk. Number two would be uh, listening to self. And third would be analyzation. I love those. Um, I think self-awareness is something that we all need to work on and practice on a daily basis. So yes, when you talk about the uh, self-analyzation and understand what you're good at and what you're not, um, what you're not good at, get some help and then maybe you might become better at that, you know, but there's nothing wrong with asking for help because nobody can be an expert in everything. So Absolutely. there's nothing wrong with that. So yep. let's, let's engage your master's in HR and your organizational development experience and expertise and talk about what um, are some of the common uh, challenges that leaders face when they're trying to build and uplift their teams and, you know, help them impart these um, uh, new tactics and habits. Sure, sure. So uh, before I answer this question, Beverly, I believe that it is fairly easy to lead a team that you build versus to lead a team that you inherit. So 
when you are a new leader in a new organization you are inheriting a team it is fairly challenging versus the team that you have built so i would uh, i would talk about primarily the the bigger challenge that most of us face in corporate america is when we are inheriting a team either through a promotion or a new job and from my perspective the three common uh, challenges that uh, we as a leader face is number one is lack of trust um according to uh, john maxwell levels of leadership uh, he has spoken about five levels of leadership and when you are a successful leader you probably would be at maybe level 4 um, as according to uh, john uh, maxwell but whenever we join any new team no matter at what level you are you start with level 1 at that time and level 1 is basically you are a leader because of the title because of the position you have that's it and some of us we fail to understand we still piggy back on our past accolades uh, the past experience and we fail to understand that we are at level 1 and we need to prove ourselves we need to build that uh, trust so so lack of trust is number one challenge that in my opinion uh leaders face when they inherit a team um number 2 would be uh, the delegation and empowerment most of us who are high achievers this is our number one problem we we fail to delegate or we don't know what to delegate or when to delegate because we are so good at doing what we do we think that no one else can do better than us and in that process we increase our own workload we we fail to see uh the uh, or we are unable to open our mind and provide uh, some assistance or take some assistance so so delegation and empowerment um we always think that our way is the right way uh, and we fail to uh, empower our people we fail to delegate so that is the second challenge that i feel uh, the leaders face when they inherit a team and last but not the least Uh, the team dynamics uh, every team will have people with different personalities with different styles with different thought process and as a leader it's not one size fit all i should be able to adapt to the style of my team member and ensure that i am able to get the best productivity or our best performance from that person most of us we 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 come with that notion that hey the team member have, has to adapt to me but it's other way around is the leader who has to adapt to the team member's style we need to spend time in knowing who they are understanding their uh, uh, their personality and works towards it so, so so this team dynamics create a a, a bigger role uh, in uh, in making leader successful and if we are able to take care of these three things which is build more trust uh, empower and delegate more and understand the team dynamics uh, it will fairly be uh, easier for us to build our own credibility when we inherit a team how fortunate it would have been for me to have talked to you years ago when i got my first leadership position because the three things that you just described was the entire experience for me the the first team that i um 
was able to lead the first significant team. I got that team through a promotion and um, there was no trust. You know, they were, who are you? We don't know you. Where's our previous manager leader? And, you know, what's your plan? You know, <laughs> there was just no trust at all. And I had to work really hard to build that trust. And because it was a promotion from a job that I previously, um, I'd previously been in that function, I knew how to do all the work. So it was difficult for me to um, delegate. So I guess I had some trust issues too. It was difficult for me to delegate to them as opposed to me just doing it myself and um, giving them the, the end of it, I guess you would call it, which as you mentioned, increased my workload because mm -hmm. now I had my previous job that I refused to release and I had the new leadership position. So my workload was crazy incredible. Of course, they stood back and you know said, okay, well, if you wanna do my job, sure, go ahead. <laughs> So they stood back and they let me do that. So the, um, my leaders came to me and helped me understand that, you know, that that was not the very best way to be handling things. Mm -hmm. And the team dynamics were so, the, the personalities in the team were so varied, the way that they communicated, the way that they listened, the way they, it, it was just uh, every, it, it ran the gamut of almost every personality you could think of. And so I had to learn to adjust my feedback and the way I approach situations, I had to adjust to each team member. So mm -hmm. would have been wonderful had I met Raul, <laughs> though way back then and he would said, hey, Bev, this is what you're going to encounter. So be ready. <laughs> but that didn't happen. I learned it the hard way. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm totally in agreement with you on all of those things. So what, what are some common obstacles that we face when we're trying to um, form our habits? What, what are some of the obstacles that we face when we're trying to learn to build the trust and to, you know, to delegate, particularly to delegate? Why don't we want to delegate? So uh, number one reason from my experience, and I have also learned hard way, Beverly, as you have, uh, I was, um, uh, it's, it was the, the trust factor, the trust factor that I was not able to trust that this individual will be able to do the things the way I have been doing. And it was taking time for me to teach them. And since I had a lot many things, I was never able to spend time with them to make them learn. Now, in return, I increase my own work. And it's very late uh, in my career, I found that it is okay if the report is not as per the way you have been doing, it's okay, nothing will fall. Even if it is meeting maybe 50%, 60% for the first time, over a period of two to three months, that individual will also catch up. But what happens to us as a leader, first time we wanted 100%. <laughs> and then uh, it, it becomes a challenge. So uh, that's the one reason why we don't delegate. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say from the habits perspective, Beverly, one of the key reasons why we are unable to form a habit or why we see a challenge in forming a habit is 
we are unable to make it as our priority. There are so many priorities around us, but we, we are, we fail ourselves by not making it as a priority. We fail ourselves when we think about too many habits to be inculcated in one time. We are setting us up for failure. So my, my request would be choose one, just one. Make it as your priority. And then commit to yourself, 100% commitment to yourself that you will do what you are thinking of doing. Don't let any obstacle or maybe any uh, thing come your way. So if we can focus on these three things, which is make it as a priority, choose one. That's it. Choose your one. And that's how uh, Dr. Stephen Covey in his book, uh, Highly Effective People, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he has mentioned about you know, the widely important goals. So this should be that widely important habit for you. And then last but not the least, stay committed, 100% commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all really great advice. Um, we definitely have to choose one habit. Don't overwhelm yourself, but choose one habit and make a commitment to, you know, to really practice that habit. So tell us a little bit about your book. I understand that you have uh, a book, uh, Habits for Miracles. So tell us a little bit about what we'll find in, in, in your book. Sure. So um, a lot of many people, when they hear this, this word miracle, uh, something comes to their mind that, oh man, are miracles true today? Uh, are miracles happen in today's world? Um, so I want to tell to my, my listeners, the way I have uh, used this word miracle is not about any supernatural power. A miracle is, you know, could be different for different people. Uh, and student to an Ivy League uh, uh, school could be a miracle for them. For someone uh, battling with the disease of cancer, overcoming that disease could be a miracle to them. For a sports person, winning a game on a buzzer beater could be a miracle. So, so miracle, the way I define is anything that you could not do before, and you are able to make it happen, that is a word miracle. And this book contains of eight habits. If we are able to inculcate few of them, or if we can do all, that's great. But maybe even if we can inculcate one or two, it will allow, allow us to design our life our way. Uh, I believe there are many of us who always feel that I'm not able to uh, get what I want. It is all in us. Everything is possible. We all have that greatness. Almighty has been kind and we can do wonders if we want to. I feel so empowered and uplifted and inspired uh, by your talk today. Um, you've given us some really uh, wonderful tidbits to help us unlock our full potential and help us grow and develop and create an environment where we can become what it is that we uh, desire. So um, I'm sure that my listeners will want to get in touch with you. And how can they do that? And tell us where we can get your books. Sure. Uh, I would encourage your listeners to log into LinkedIn and search for my name, Rahul Karan Sharma. Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. They can also uh, find my book anywhere where books are sold. 
just type uh, the book title, Habits Number Four, Miracles uh, on Google. You will be able to get it on Amazon or every place. And uh, don't just uh, buy the book because you want to get better. Buy the book because you want to make world a better place. You want to make people around you better. So, so if you find it interesting, uh, uh, get a gift for, for someone in your family, someone in your friend circle, so that they can design their way. Empower others to, to design their life their way. Lovely. Uh, that's, that's really wonderful. So we will also put that information in our marketing and our promotional materials. Um, so what else would you like to leave us with? Are there any other last minute um, uh, insights or um, inspirational words that you want to leave us with? So uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity, Beverly. I have created a, an acronym called BOLD, uh, being a learning and development professional, very fond of creating acronyms. So BOLD, uh, the B stands for believe in yourself. Uh, o, uh, be optimistic. Um, L, love yourself. Take care of yourself. Self-care is, is very, very important. And the D in the word BOLD is dream big. Uh, challenge yourself. I know if you don't dream big, how will you become closer to your uh, own destiny that God has created for you? So that's what I would leave with. Uh, you all have greatness in you. You all have the capability to design your life your way. Thank you, Beverly, for having me on the show. Extremely inspirational. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us today, Rahul. I have really enjoyed this talk and I'm sure my listeners have as well. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Team Building Cultures. We hope we have delivered helpful and enlightening information to help you create your dream team. Join us next time.